0: Good evening, I'm Fiona Mountford, theatre critic of the Evening Standard, and it's my real pleasure to welcome you to this platform in the Medea Ancient and Modern series. We're in for what I hope will prove a most illuminating evening. My guests won't perhaps be known to theatre audiences, but they are preeminent in their respective fields. Christopher Cordes is is Emeritus Professor of Forensic Psychiatry at the University of Sheffield, with a number of publications to his name. Uh, Previously, he worked as a psychoanalyst and a forensic psychiatrist in London, and he has a particular interest in working with families within the forensic field. Julia Stroud is head of social work and social policy at the University of Brighton, (coughs) and has also contributed to a number of publications. She has a special interest in child homicide, and has undertaken a major study of 68 individuals who killed or attempted to kill a child. It's a treat to have two such distinguished guests here with us. So welcome, Christopher, Julia. Uh, I've read Medea in the original Greek quite a long time ago, so hopefully we've got all bases covered. Julia, Christopher, um, it's an incredibly raw and and large question to start with, and, and we'll work back to this and expatiate upon it over the course of our discussion. But very briefly, just in a sentence or two from each of you, Why does Medea do it? Why does she kill her children?
1: After you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The bottom's fallen out of her world. Um, Huge sexual jealousy. But I think just as much as that, um, her security. She's an exile. She has the prospect of being stateless and homeless uh, with her children at that stage. as we discussed before, this all happens in sort of real time, but perhaps yes. over a day. Yes. So it all moves pretty fast. Yes. Um, and we see, we have the um, uh, extraordinary interest of seeing her mind evolving, her, her really very violent mind evolving, but I think it happens basically for two things, sexual jealousy, yeah. that she's lost her man, and that she has a prospect of, Nothing. um, She can't go home, um, she's not wanted there, um, and she can't go anywhere, as she says in the play.
1: Yeah, Junior. I would agree with everything Christopher said. She's hugely, hugely stressed.
0: Stressed, yeah. Um,
1: And, um, you know, she's seeing her husband marrying somebody else. Yes. And um, the word homeless. I don't think can capture really the stress that's on her yes it's not just homeless it would be you know out of the city walls in a wilderness yes no food no shelter um
0: in a world that's so closely (coughs) defined by belonging to a state you've got to belong that's the key thing
1: that um she won't she's so she's also very very angry and she We know she's capable of violence. She's killed her brother. Yes. Um, So I think all the things Christopher has said, she's very stressed. There's nobody to mediate between her anger, her fear, and the children.
0: Yes. You use the word stress a lot. Now, we hear it a lot. I'm stressed. I had to wait too long mm. for a coffee today. From a professional point of view, what is stress? Just, just so we're... How would you define stress? You say Madeira is stressed. She is.
1: Mm. I think we all have a range of um, coping mechanisms yes. that can actually manage quite a lot. I think bereavement's a, a good example. And in some senses, you know, the... Um, core element of bereavement is loss and what Madea is coping with is the loss of her husband so we can all um, cope with use our techniques for managing unlooked for things Um, somebody once defined two very famous researchers as some uh, something that's particularly difficult something that involves a threat or a disappointment okay um, but there are times when um, that issue is more than we can manage, and I think that's yeah. what's facing Medea at the moment. Sure. Let's.
0: It's a Thursday night. Let's just indulge in a little wild speculation. Let's say that at the beginning of the play, the nurse somehow persuaded Medea to seek pr- professional help, and thus, consequently, the case file of Mrs. Medea Argonaut landed on both of your desks. Now, Julia, from a social work perspective, what, what, would you, what action would you recommend? And Christopher, how would her psychiatric assessment read? Maybe Christopher, what would...?
2: Um, we don't have her history. Um, okay. we, we meet her when she falls in love with Jason. Um, incidentally, I would be suspicious that she's rescued herself in some way. We don't know that past, but she has this ex- excessive passion for Jason and then she seems to have this uh, excessive inability or in a complete incapacity to deal with the loss. Remembering this is all short-term, uh, short time, but when I read the play, I, I sort of feel that it goes over a much longer time. Right. Uh, so, um, so what would I do as a psychiatrist? Well, she could be uh, referred for threats to kill right at the beginning right. if either the nurse or the chorus um, reported her so the Oh, authority. the chorus
0: are too drippy. They don't do anything. Mm. It's the nurse who'd have to do but, it.
2: Well, yes, I, I agree with that. But the chorus do say, "Oh, was not, uh, later on, what an awful thing this is for us just to witness and not do anything about. Yes. So if she was um, reported for threats to kill, that always causes a problem because you, <laughs> you don't know how to deal with threats to kill. You know, right. If someone says, you know, I'm going to kill my husband, that could be a manner of speaking. It could be actual uh, prediction. Yes. Um, I think if we moved on a bit and they said she's actually threatened to kill her children, yes. I think that's when social services would probably take the children away. Right. But I think I'd have the bigger problem with her threats to kill, because um, if you were really heavy-handed... Well, of course, she'd try and persuade you and she'd go all sweet and probably persuade me, just as she persuades Nate Jason, yes. that she's really rather a sort of mild-mannered woman yes. now. Um, but if she didn't and I was worried about her, what would I do about her? Is. I can't um, incarcerate, I mean, I can't keep her under the Mental Health Act, she's not mad. Um, threats to kill, she could go to court and she might get a prison sentence for a short time, that keeps her away from uh, danger, but still there would be that threat to Glauque um, um, and to, yes, eventually to Creon. So uh, threats mm-hmm. to kill are to terribly count. difficult, but we would get the children out of the situation,
1: okay. I think. Julia, what would what would your action be? Um, well, the Children Act says the welfare of the child is paramount, right. and that's the guiding principle. And the Children Act Section 47 um, allows um, for investigation where a child is <coughs> suffering or likely to suffer significant harm. I think it would be a very, very difficult assessment. Um, just because somebody is in a state of heightened emotion does not impair their intelligence right. and um, Medea would know what you were trying to do and I think as Christopher said I think she would probably put on sweetness and light right. and raise all kinds of smoke screens um, or could be very violent and threatening and we know far too well from inquiry reports that um, actually professionals, police and social work, not surprisingly, can be quite frightened and right. can be deflected. You, if you had real tangible evidence, you could use either police powers of protection or emergency protection order. But you've also got to think about the children yes. and pulling them out of their home environment They might be physically safe, but you need to look down the line. Is this family, either father or mother, or a combination of both going to look after them? Um, And will it help to take them out? Is there somebody in the environment who can guarantee, like the nurse, that they will keep them safe? Would Medea let them go off with the nurse to somewhere else? So it's not a linear issue, it's not straightforward. I suspect Madea would be absolutely furious if you tried to assess her. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> in, in the course of, of your work and research, both of you, have you come across the cases of many parents who have killed their children? And am I right in saying it tends to be men more than women?
2: The um, first uh, 24 hours, the side, is much commoner to be women, some of those will be young girls who have denied their pregnancy or wish to deny it to their family or whatever. Mm -hmm. One sees such, I was thinking today, I saw one such girl who completely denied that she was pregnant even as her body changed shape, but she got quite drunk at a party and told a friend that she was pregnant about six months. But then the denial came in when she was sober and that was the only time she ever recognised it. And then the baby was found in a dustbin or something. So that would be some, that's the neonatal side, okay. And then the infanticide, that's within the first year, well, killing under a year, infanticide if it's a woman, if it's the father, the mother usually, if it's the father, um, that's pretty much sort of 50-50, fathers and mothers. And right. then after a year, older children, it's more commonly Fathers. Is that so often in
0: custody battles as well, divorce issues? Can be, right? Or be, can
2: yeah. be temper tantrums, loss okay. of control, alcohol or drugs involved. Um, can be, yeah, it could be a jealousy thing. I mean, you can see the play as how children get caught up, and so much of parenting breakdown is about trying not to get the children caught yes. up. But although these children are actually killed, there are little deaths, emotional and so on, in the sort of breakup. Yes.
0: Um. Have you come across many such cases, Julia?
1: I mean, wh- I think what we need to remember is that actually um, child homicide, so murder, manslaughter, infanticide, is actually very rare. What? Well, Far more children die from chronic disease. More children are killed on the road each year right. than are killed by their parents. Okay. So, yes, I've worked... Um, with people, in fact, after they've killed their children, and I've worked in child protection, but actual child death is quite rare. It, I mean, I think it shows the powerlessness of children that it depends on which set of statistics you use as to how many children are killed each year. Yeah. Looking at the Home Office statistics, it's sort of varied between 50 and 70 children a year, roughly.
0: But in the cases you've come across, the parents who have killed their children, is there any attempt for the parents to justify their actions to themselves, to others, to professionals such as as you?
1: Um, Or is it too... um, I think it's too diffuse a phenomenon. Okay. You can see parents who deny it. Right. Um, Well, if it looks like I'm trying to smother the child... I'm not it might look like that, but actually I wasn't I was trying to wipe their face Um, So I've never Come across anybody who's tried to justify it sometimes they will be honest I tried to comfort the child. I tried lying them on the bed I tried giving them a feed and they just wouldn't stop crying right and in the end I snapped I personally haven't come across people trying to justify their actions. The, the
2: related to your question, I think, is that at the time of doing it, all pretty well all violent acts, not quite all, but um, domestic acts, the person feels that they are seeking justice, just right. as Madeira is and just as Jason is at the end. Yes. So this is wild justice, yes. um, so-called, because um, you know, and it's out of proportion, of course, to the offence. But at that moment, the person who murders his wife or his children or whatever... In a domestic, which is the commonest situation, feels at rights on my side. Right, he might be mad. He's totally out of uh, out of proportion. He's um, mistaken. All sorts of things. Yeah. But the belief system
0: in his own mental universe. Is yes. That
2: this is not a bad act. This is a, a justified act. Yeah. And then, of course, afterwards, um, there are different degrees of denial, or if 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 that person's dead, I must have done it, I was the only person there, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then slowly over over time, with psychotherapy and so on, Mm -hmm. people will come round Mm -hmm. to accepting it. But in my experience, people who have killed their children, or grandmothers who have killed their children, who um, have killed children, um, they find it very difficult to accept that they've done it. They'd rather stay mad, or stay in a dissociated state, or kill themselves when they come to that reality.
0: Sure. I'm loath. I'm loathe for Medea to take all the blame here. Is there any way that jo- Jason has some culpability? I mean, he does seem, those of us who've seen and know the play will know, he does seem remarkably phlegmatic, for example, about the prospect of letting his children just disappear yeah. off into exile.
2: Yeah, she, uh, she says, Medea says, I want to get him where he loves the most. Yes, he does yes. everything for them. It's a funny line <laughs> because actually <laughs> yes. the rest of the play doesn't seem to speak to that. No, it uh, doesn't
0: at all. Hmm? And, and, and he has this, this clever plan that he has to marry you know, Glaucia and the original Creusa here because it will actually in- enhance the family's safety. But yes. crucially, it's a plan he is, seems to have omitted to tell Medea, which I yes. think might have been useful.
2: It, well yeah, well, he says that though, doesn't he? But
0: only uh, uh, too uh, late.
2: Uh, and he, say, oh well <laughs> he says that, yeah. Um, I think, in this production, he's about as plausible as one could possibly be, as Jason Mm -hmm. could possibly be, but he's still not convincing. But I think that's for the audience to decide. Um, He's a pragmatist, isn't he? Yes, oh, gosh, yes. And I understand that um, she represents passion, and the Athenian audience excessive passion, yes, and the Athenian audience would have liked the jasons yeah. terribly reasonable yes. sort of i 'm doing it, doing it for you, yes. you know, and the children and i'll Sort you out for money and stuff. So I don't know what, <laughs> yes. I don't know what the fuss is. Yeah. I think the audience would have thought that's the Athenian reasonable, rational way. Well, it
0: would have been. A, we, Julian, uh, Christopher, and I were discussing this in the wings. It, 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 originally, Athenian drama. It would have just been an audience of citizen males who would have mm. watched this. Mm. So where we might have more sympathy for Medea now, it would all have been men of a certain rank and breeding wanting to protect their family line. So sort of mad women, women going off message would have been particularly mm. threatening to the social order. So um, those of you who have seen the production already will know that director Carrie Cracknell has gone for a modern dress setting and I found this updating and it's a sharp new version of the text by Ben Power. Together they pack an almighty punch because they aren't just ancient people stranded in the mists of myth anymore but these are our contemporaries and they look Mm. and sound just like us and I I thought this really brought home the enormity of the situation. I wonder what you two thought of that.
1: Um, I think it's an excellent production. And just going back to your point about Jason, mm. he makes me hopping mad. He does nothing yeah. um, to help Medea. In fact, he fuels the flames of her anger. He does nothing to protect the children. However, I think dramatically, he's a very good foil to Medea because he has this control that she hasn't got. Um, But I think um, what one sees in this production, and again, we've talked about this, you feel pulled between horror, both at her killing um, of Jason's new wife and of the children, but also pity because Um, he's sort of almost parading his new wife under her nose. The fact he is going to have a very ordered, centred life, but she's just cast out and cast off. And I think this production really gets the tension between those two things.
0: So we we can have pity for her?
1: I think so, and I think in working with people who've killed a child, and also in reading um, their histories, um, what is actually quite chilling is you can get really drawn into individual circumstances. And by and large, most people, in my experience and in research, who've killed a child have themselves had a very very difficult time. Right. I think eighty-five percent of the people I studied had had some kind of. Adversity in childhood right. like abuse, like losing parents,
2: because we don't know what uh, what's the mothering for Medea has no, been, no. but if we follow that old adage that people mother just about as well or similarly it's to how they've been mothers, right. which is very rough and ready, yeah then she's had a pretty horrible mother <laughs> 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 uh, yes. but yeah. coming back to the modern um, yes. of it. Um, I'd like to say something about the idealisation of motherhood. Okay, sure. There's a lot of idealisation in this play too, differently. I think she idealises Jason and then as soon as he goes against her, he's the devil right. incarnate. Yeah. So he, he can't just be an ordinary bloke in the middle. I yes. mean, that's one idealisation. But I think we as a society still idealise um, ma- mothering, yes. so that very rarely, and only with a certain amount of shame and embarrassment, will mothers tell you that they have thought aggressive thoughts about sure. their children. Yeah. And uh, looking at the literature, um, there's a, a doctor, a psychiatrist inevitably, um, uh, t- called something the Medea Complex. Right, yes. 1947. <laughs> and he talked about normal homicidal thoughts in mothers. Oh, gosh. And he okay. reckoned that that was it's pretty general. And then the next year, Donald Winnicott talked about 18 ways that a mother hates her baby. <laughs> right. Presumably he wanted to shock, you yes. know, but... You know, she, she doesn't like the, the dependency of the child, the fact that her social life's gone, her body changes shape. Um, the whole, everything changes. Yes. But she predominantly loves the child, but she's ambivalent, and there are yep. negative thoughts. And in my experience, most women, when you talk to them about their children, will to a psychiatrist actually say, oh, yeah, I have thought that. Or they may say that socially. Yes. The one group who were in your study, a small number, the Munchausen by proxy, who kill their children by mistake because they only meant to, to make them ill and then present them as ill. They say, by contrast, what an awful question. And you know, they imply that you're some rough boy who's come in asking terribly <coughs> vulgar questions. Right. No, I would never think of that. Sure. You know, and that is a really rather a telltale for me for the yes. this behaviour. Yes. Because I think normality is that, that um, mothers do have ambivalent, yes. aggressive, hateful thoughts. Um, and then, of course, deny them and don't really want to go around talking about them. Yeah. But we put in a huge imposition on the mother that she should be perfect, yes. in recent articles. Sort of the, in a neoliberal society, where mothers are meant to be running a job successfully, and yeah. running a family successfully, and looking after the kids, and so on, they're meant to be you know, squeaky, cleaner than, than yes. clean. and. Uh, so, we don't allow these ambivalences to be talked about.
0: This follow- leads straight on to something else I wanted to ask, because th- even now, in the 21st century, I think there can be no doubt. Can We We are considerably more shocked by the events of this play, because it's a woman who is doing it.
1: Yes, I, I, I it comes back to, to what Christopher is saying. We have an ideal of motherhood But that also links to this is the time for children about vulnerability and dependence. And so not to fit that ideal, either as a father or a mother, just flies against really our cultural norms, I think. Right, sure. Uh, Let's again, if we can step
0: back a minute and take a, a wider view. The Greeks believed that it was cathartic for audience members to watch extreme situations such as this played out in the safe space of theatre. There's a phrase they use, in the middle. The theatre in the middle, everyone watching it. Now, does that still pertain? Do, do, does watching something like this relieve us of our negative feelings, or does it make us more likely to go out and hurt our families after seeing this? I mean, I'm particularly keen on the answer to this question, my parents are actually in the audience tonight, <laughs> so...
2: <laughs> I think related question is why does someone become a forensic psychiatrist? I mean, it's like you know, a Greek tragedy every day, as yes. it as it were. Um, but it's very safe, and away from it, it's out there. Yeah. It's possibly a little bit to do with me when I get into an intense relationship, but generally, it's it's them, and I can drive away from the prison or go away from and the hospital it. and whatever. Yeah. Just as a theatre, I think there's a lot of similarity because right. these are distilled moments of high passion and action that we're going to see that's going to be on the stage tonight. Yes. And the psychiatrist, the the forensic psychiatrists' uh, subject matter is also that. Although, and that comes back to the question you said, what would I do with Medea anticipatorily, that's when we have a problem, because mostly we come in after the events. Yes. And actually sort of try and explain it to society. Yes. But we're only, to a certain extent, Preventative or anticipatory. Right. It's largely when it's all happened.
0: Yeah, Julia, do you think theatre is a safe space for exploring these these difficult, I terrible think,
1: issues? I think theatre is. I think it's interesting to note that um, child homicide is actually rarely represented in the arts. If you think about dramas, crime dramas on TV, you can think about you know burglary, murder most kind of crimes i think the taboos about filicide and child homicide are so great it's rarely represented so i think it can be cathartic i think the modern day equivalent is when there is um, a child death a filicide you see it widely reported in the media they um, attract more coverage than any other kind of crime if you look at the language used, usually it emphasizes the innocence and vulnerability of the child victim, and emphasizes at, at, as a minimum the, the, either the ruthlessness or the recklessness of the parents. And I think we, as the public, identify with the victim, and we can project all our fears and anxieties about being out of control onto the perpetrators, potentially.
0: Sure. It's interesting you say lack of examples of, of, of child child killing in the arts and because comparisons have inevitably been made between Medea and that other demon woman of literature, Lady Macbeth. But Lady Macbeth has those memorable lines about how she would have dashed the brains out of her suckling baby yeah. if she had promised so to do as Macbeth had promised to do this. But that child injury is merely theoretical. I mean, yes. Medea does it, so that is a whole... Yeah. Different paradigm, isn't it?
2: But Greek tragedies are full of child killings. I yes, yes. Um,
0: but but, but, it's in but
2: contemporary but literature and other people have written as a F- F- Pasolini film about Medea, and I know oh that right. still the same. Corne wrote about you know. Yes. So it keeps going and it changes. Yes. Um, interestingly, uh, uh, sorry, uh, no, that um, your question about uh, Jason. Yes. In the Corne play, Jason at the beginning is saying to his mate. I've taken another wife, and and he's much sexier about it than in this than the (coughs) Euripides. But I think it's all right. I think I can get away with it. Yes. Whereas here in this version, we don't know if he's just completely underestimates Medea. Yes he's naive or whatever, he, do, he doesn't seem to operate at the same emotional no, level. No, and
0: you think he might have He might have got to know her a bit by this stage, anyway. Mind you, most people, <laughs> most
2: people don't operate at the same emotional no, level as her. but there <laughs>
0: does seem a marked, <laughs> and a marked difference. Um, is, the, is it the, pla- is the planning and the premeditation here, indeed in other cases, that we find difficult, is, is it, would you say, because Medea doesn't act on the spur of the moment, mm. but she explains in a long and eloquent speech mm. why she's going to do what she's going to do, yeah. and then she goes and does it. Would we find it easier to categorize revenge killing as a temporary mental aberration? Is that easier for us to process? Just An
2: impulsive act. Yes. I, think. Mm. I mean, uh, um, yeah, it, it is over uh, only a period of a day at, at maximum, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, but she does have, she couldn't, for instance. Um, put up a defence of provocation, A lawyer couldn't put up a a defence of provocation as we heard the other evening someone was talking about that, Um, because that has to be instantaneous. Right. So it is premeditated in a way, and she changes, she goes from um, yes, no, yes, no about killing the children, doesn't she, after the idea and the plan comes to her. I think that the jealousy murders, the revenge murders, are more in this vein, whereas the great majority of the killings of children that I've seen are more impulsive. Yeah. Shaken baby syndrome and things like that, of losing your rag.
1: Right. Um, or relate to psychosis. Okay. Yeah. Acting on hearing voices. Sure. Um, I think the premeditated nature of what Madea does makes it very difficult. And this is the horror aspect um, that she plans it. Just, to, you know, and I think because she kills her children, one loses sight of the fact she kills Jason's new wife yes. too. And she uses the children, in mm-hmm. fact, to achieve that. Yes. And that's where I lose sympathy for her yeah, as well.
0: That, is that a sort of psychiatric trait, I mean, kind of manipulating your children to kill...? I mean, I'm not that specific example, but that is a very, very uh, extreme act, isn't it? Taking, using the children to take a poisoned robe to kill somebody else. Yeah,
2: it is. The children actually are quite interesting in this play. They're on stage pretty much all the time. Yes. Um, they don't say anything. Yep. They are ciphers, and I feel that that makes me suspicious, although I haven't got enough evidence of some Medea's pathology or personality. I don't mean she's psychotic or mad mm-hmm. or anything. But she hasn't separated from her children. So you could say that they're still part objects. They yes. still belong to her. Right. She talks about my boys Yes. And my, very possessive. She talks about my husband too. I suppose we do that in the language. But, but there's a general feeling that she's, she, the, these kids don't exist. They're never asked what they would like.
0: No. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so when she kills them, in a way, she's as she reflects. You know, it's, it's something that's almost. Oh, the chorus says almost. It's almost herself that she's doing it to. Yeah. And I feel that's um, that's right.
0: Yeah, I was fascinated by the number of times I- in this particular version of the text that Medea mentions the agonies of labour, and it's as though Jason made her suffer by having the children, and now she's going to make him suffer by not having them anymore. I. She seemed it's to talk.
2: Warfare, having a baby's yes. warfare, isn't it? And she <laughs> yes. blooded them out, she says. Yes. Um, and there is that similarity and um, drawn a lot of the time. And she says, you know, the men think they've got it all right, but they, do, they say that, that they've got it difficult because they go to wars and they risk their lives. But I'd had that a thousand times mm-hmm. more than doing this childbirth business. Yes. Um, As a mere male, I don't know if I can comment, but (laughs) 2,500 years ago probably childbirth was not terribly um, a a... painless activity.
0: I'm going to ask, it's a big question, but just um, very briefly, Greek drama, as we've discussed, I'm sure the audience know, is as a whole full of extremes, matricide, patricide, regicide, every possible side (laughs) you can think of. Does this tell us anything about a society? Can you judge a people by their culture? Oh, dear. Oh, is that too big as a final it, This play? is a um, play written by a man. Yeah, for men.
2: For men. an audience of men. Women would nowhere, except that the main character is a woman. And I find it remarkable that is a feminist uh, subject, uh, uh, text, yeah. and still of huge interest to us, but to feminist literature and so on. Um, can we say anything about the culture? I think people have sort of tried to say that this is men trying to work something out on stage, but what... Yeah. What a woman, you know, yeah. to use Freud's phrase, you know, what does a woman want? Yeah.
0: Um, and as, they say, um, madman, um, as oh. they say in Madman, who cares? As they say in
1: madman who cares, Don yeah, Draper. Yeah, yeah. But I, although it's a male-dominated society, um, Euripides still has insight into her pain. Yes. And I find that quite remarkable. Yeah. And the fact that two and a half thousand years later, we can still feel that. Mm. Yes. So yeah. I think... It's a real masterpiece.
0: Do you, Christopher just picked up an interesting point. Medea is still seen as a sort of feminist, feminist text. Does that surprise you, Julia?
1: Um, I personally wouldn't see it as a feminist um, text myself, okay. no. no. Um, but what fascinates me is um, her anger. And going back to your earlier point, you know, she's listing the grievances, the difficulties that um, she's had. And she's also saying, I need to be powerful. Yes. Everybody, so in this male-dominated society, everyone thinks I'm a woman, but I won't be, I won't be categorized as being weak. Yes. Um, I, you know, I'm strong, and I will show them. And that her that only power
0: is, sadly, is over the children, really. Yes. Isn't it, that's her?
1: Well, well, she's
2: a power over just about everyone yes. in the play, oh, okay. hasn't she? She's far more intelligent or eloquent than any of the men. But she, she can't
0: stop Jason going off with...
2: No, no that's without that's, that's true. But
1: she destroys
2: that. Yes.
0: He
1: may go off, but she, but she destroys it yes. for him.
0: Look, there's so much here that we could continue to talk about, but I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap things up now, as I'm sure you're keen to, sh- to see the show itself. So all that remains for me to do is to thank you very much for coming, and, of course, to thank our guest, Christopher Cordis. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much.